Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is May 27th. In 1936, King George V commented on the launch of the RMS Queen Mary. Today we have come to the happy task of sending her on the way, the stateliest ship now in being. It has been in the nation's will that she should be completed, and today we can send her forth no longer a number on the books, but a ship with a name in the world, alive with beauty, energy, and strength. May her life among great waters spread friendship among the nations. The Queen Mary's creation and launch was nothing if not extraordinary, and her story is rich with history, elegance, and grandeur. From the time her construction began in 1930 in Clydebank, Scotland, the Queen Mary was destined to stand in a class all her own. Despite suffering economic setbacks during the Great Depression, which stalled construction on the ship for several years, Cunard Line spared no expense on building the Queen Mary, which was originally known as Job Number 534. Legend has it that the board of directors at Cunard had decided to name the ship the Queen Victoria, which would have been in keeping with the tradition of Cunard ships with the IA suffix. As per protocol, legend states that the Cunard directors went to ask King George his blessing of the ship's proposed name, saying, We have decided to name our new ship after England's greatest queen, meaning Queen Victoria, the king's grandmother. Upon which the king is reported to have stated, My wife, Queen Mary, will be very delighted in your, that you are naming the ship after her. On May 27, 1936, the Queen Mary departed from Southampton, England, embarking on her maiden voyage. She boasted five dining areas and lounges, two cocktail bars and swimming pools, and a grand ballroom, a squash court, and even a small hospital. The Queen Mary had set a new benchmark in transatlantic travel, with the rich and famous considered as the only civilized way to travel. She quickly seized the hearts and imaginations of the public on both sides of the Atlantic, representing the spirit of an era known for its elegance, class, and style. Since her retirement from the sea... As an active liner in 1967, the Queen Mary has never been more popular as an iconic Southern California attraction, hotel, and venue for special events. The ship carried some 2.2 million passengers in peacetime and 810,000 military personnel in the Second World War, but here in Long Beach, an estimated 50 million people have visited. The day the ship was launched in 1934, a well-known English psychic, Lady Mabel Fortescue Harrison, would predict the Queen Mary will know her greatest fame and popularity when she never sails another mile or carries another fair-paying passenger. A compelling insight. For three years after her maiden voyage, the Queen Mary was the grandest ocean liner in the world, carrying Hollywood celebrities like Bob Hope and Clark Gable, royalty like the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, and dignitaries like Winston Churchill. During this time, she even set a new speed record, which she held for 14 years. But when the Queen Mary docked in New York in September of 1939, that would be the last time she would carry civilian passengers for many years. As World War II started, the Queen Mary's transformation into a troop ship had begun. She was painted a camouflaged gray color and stripped of her luxurious amenities. Dubbed the Gray Ghost because of her stealth and stark color, the Queen Mary was the largest and fastest troop ship to sail, capable of transporting as many as 16,000 troops at 30 knots. At the end of World War II, the Queen Mary began a 10-month retrofitting process which would return the ship to her original glory. On July 24, 1947, 
The Queen Mary resumed regular passenger service across the Atlantic Ocean and continued to do so for nearly two more decades. The increasing popularity of air travel helped signal an end of the era for the Queen Mary. By 1965, the entire Cunard fleet was operating at a loss, and they decided to retire and sell the legendary Queen Mary. On October 31, 1967, the Queen Mary departed on her final cruise, arriving in Long Beach, California on December 9, 1967. She has called Southern California her, no, her home ever since. The Queen Mary is now a floating hotel, attraction, and event and wedding venue, home to three world-class restaurants and an icon in Southern California. In 1937, San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge was opened to the public for the first time for Pedestrian Day, making the start of a week-long Golden Gate Bridge fiesta held to celebrate its completion. More than 200,000 people paid 25 cents each to walk the bridge. The following day at noon, President Franklin Roosevelt from across the continent at the White House pressed a telegraph key and the Golden Gate Bridge was officially opened for vehicular use. A compilation of raw film footage of both the day's events is available as a part of the Perlinger Archive acquired by the Library of Congress in 2002. Completed just six months after its neighbor, the San Francisco-Oakland Bay Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge has painted a striking hue known as International Orange, a reddish color that was chosen to complement the bridge's natural surroundings, like George Washington, Brooklyn, and Williamsburg Bridges in New York City. The Golden Gate is a suspension bridge held by massive steel cables strung between towers. Its central span at 4,200 feet remained the longest in the world until 1964, where the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, also in New York, was completed. Completed in 1998, the Akashi Kayako Bridge in Japan at 1,991 meters, about 6,532 feet, has the longest single span of any suspension bridge now. The area known as the Golden Gate is a narrow channel formed at the mouth of the San Francisco Bay where the gap in the line of low mountains opens to meet the Pacific Ocean. Although topographical engineer John Fremont first named these rocky straits the Golden Gate, in his report to Congress in 1848, evidence suggests that the term was used at least a few years earlier. Fremont's designation, which also appeared on the accompanying map of the region, caught the popular imagination when gold was discovered in California soon after. The idea of bridging the mile-wide Golden Gate Channel was proposed as early as the 1870s, but it was not until the San Francisco Call and Post began an editorial campaign in 1916 that the plan received popular backing. Rocky terrain and difficult weather conditions made the task appear impossible. Following feasibility studies, however, in 1923, the California legislature passed the Golden Gate Bridge and Highway District Act. The district itself was formed six years later. Voters, despite financial uncertainty following the 1929 stock market crash, approved a $35 million construction bond in November of 1930. Bridge designer Joseph Bowerman Strauss, a longtime advocate for the project, was selected as the Golden Gate's chief engineer. Important design contributions were made by the engineers Charles Ellis and Leon Mosif by architect Irving Foster Morrow. Construction began on January 15, 1933. Strauss instituted unprecedented safety measures, including an early version of the hard hat and a safety net that stretched end-to-end -end under the bridge. While 11 workers died during the course of the project, 19 others who fall were broken by the net became known as the Halfway to Hell Club. The Golden Gate Bridge links San Francisco to the south with Marin County to the north. It connects a host of natural wonders ranging from the Seal Rocks to Mount Templey to the Muir Woods, Old Grove Forest, and to architectural achievements from San Francisco's early modern Hollandy building to Marin County's Civic Center designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. Like New York Harbor's Statue of Liberty, San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge has become an icon for its setting in its city, 
In May 1987, to celebrate the bridge's 50th anniversary, some 300,000 individuals walked the bridge in an event dubbed Bridgewalk 87. Two years later, on October 17, 1989, the gracefully suspended bridge withstood the 7.1 magnitude Loma Prieta earthquake without incident. And in 1995, actor Christopher Reeve, best known for his role as Superman, was paralyzed and could not breathe without the help of a respirator after breaking his neck in a riding accident in Culpeper, Virginia on Saturday. Reeve suffered fractures to the top two vertebrae, considered the most serious of cervical injuries, and was damaged to his spinal cord. John A. Jane, the University of Virginia neurosurgeon treating Reeve in Charlottesville, revealed yesterday. Reeve, who, Reeve, who is 42 and has enjoyed a life prolific screen and stage career, was thrown from his horse and landed on his head during the second of three trial events in the equestrian competition. He was wearing a helmet and a protective vest at the time. He has sustained complex fractures to the first and second cervical vertebrae, Jane read from a statement in a news briefing. Mr. Reeve currently has no movement or spontaneous respiration. He may require surgery to stabilize the upper spine in the near future. While Jane said it is premature to speculate on Reeve's long-term prognosis, medical experts were painting a grim picture. It is a devastating injury, and yet the person is fully aware of what is happening, said Edward Bezel, the chief of neurosurgery at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. There are seven vertebrae in the neck, and any break in the first four, accompanied by serious spinal cord injury, will se cause severe impairment of breathing and quadriplegia. What was not spelled out in Jane's statement is the extent to which Reeve's spinal cord was disrupted. The spinal cord carries nerves, fibers, traveling both from the brain to the rest of the body and from the body back to the brain. Those coming from the brain are responsible for voluntary control of muscles. Those traveling toward the brain carry sensation. Cameron Huckle, an assistant professor of orthopedic surgery at John Hopkins University Medical School, said yesterday that most people who have a complete disruption of the spinal cord don't even make it to the hospital. Only patients who have been rapidly resuscitated survive the initial event and then have a 60-70% to 70 mortality rate in one week. Lawrence S. Chen, assistant professor of surgery at the University of Maryland School of Medicine in Baltimore, concurs. If there is absolutely no indication of some type of recovery at 48 hours, the chance there will be recovery is very, very low, he said. Reeve was injured while riding in the Commonwealth Dressage and Combined Training Association finals at the Commonwealth Park Equestrian Center in Culpeper. He is considered to be an able rider and a proponent of equestrian safety and was about to post for a safety poster sponsored by the U.S. Combined Training Association. While serious injuries among competitive riders are rare, U.S. CTA statistics show that cross-country events like this one generate 72% of all riding injuries because they involve jumping over fixed obstacles with speed. The sport takes a lot of balance and training, but everybody who's ridden has fallen, and people who are watching him felt that he was a good rider, says Ann Mercer, executive director of the association, a 10,000-member national equestrian group based in Leesburg. Reeve had been approaching the third of 18 jumps, a triple bar about three and a half feet high, on the course when his horse, Eastern Express, apparently could not find the right spot to make the jump. The horse abruptly stopped, causing Reeve to roll up on the horse's neck and fall on his head on the other side of the jump, according to Monk Reynolds, the equestrian center's owner. Reynolds said the emergency medical team responded immediately and found Reeve unconscious and not breathing. They gave him mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, and he gained consciousness in the ambulance, he said. Reeve was transported to a Culpeper hospital and then flown to the University of Virginia Medical Center in Charlottesville. His wife Dana and their son and his parents, his ex-girlfriend Gay Exton and the mother of his two other children have been at his bedside. 
Born and raised in New York City, where he still resides, Reeve first gained prominence in 1978 when he was tapped to star in the feature film revival of Superman, which he reprised in three sequels. He has achieved critical success in serious film roles such as Death Trap, The Remains of the Day, and The Bostonians, most recently starred in Speechless, a political comedy. Strikingly handsome at six foot four, Reeve also had a busy stage career at small but prestigious theaters around this country and in London. His friends from the industry are just devastated, says Scott Henderson, Reeves' agent friend at William Morris Agency in Los Angeles. Chris has such an incredibly strong will that if anyone can make a recovery, he can. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com the RMS Queen Mary at QueenMary.com, Golden Gate Bridge at LOC.gov, and Christopher Reeve at WashingtonPost.com. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.